welcome to the London Horror Movie Club. I'm horror writer Lauren Jane Barnett. And I'm Chris Sapkowski, Lauren's older brother, and I've been watching horror movies since I was eight. Join us as we talk about the wild, weird, and wonderful horror films set in England's eerie capital. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, in honor of Independence Day, 4th of July, sorry to all the people across the pond there in England, we did choose a American movie. Um, we chose, or I chose, uh, a first watch for Lauren and Secret Window. It's a David Coep movie. He also did uh, Trigger Effect, Stir of Echoes, and for the UK audience, he did Ricky Gervais's Ghost Town. Um, he was the director for that. This movie stars Johnny Depp, Johnny uh, Turturro, Maria Bello, Tim Hutton, and uh, Charles Dutton. So very unique cast, actually kind of like a more well-known cast for uh, a movie with small parts, you know, like people that weren't in the movie a whole lot. But um, basically a, a movie where uh, a horror writer, which seemed very fitting in this in this instance, horror writer is going through a manic depressive state um, going through a divorce and gets stalked by someone who is claiming that he stole his story so going into this lauren what did you think of secret window this was your first watch for you correct it was the first watch i can't i kind of can't believe i didn't see it first time around because i was i was old enough to be watching the movies didn't need the permission somehow it passed <laughs> me by um, it was it was good. It I have to say, like, it's very Stephen King. So if you like Stephen King, it's a very Stephen King movie. You'll enjoy it. It's what you kind of expect from him. And I like Stephen King. So it was very much sort of the thing I like. But it was exactly what you expect from him. And I, I think Johnny Depp did a great job. I love the cast. I like Tim Hutton as well. I know he's not as like a super big megastar as, I mean, John Turturro is not really a megastar, but like everybody, if you don't know the you name, know Google him. him, you see his face, you know him. Yep. But I love, I love Tim Hutton. He, he was in this movie called French Kiss. It was like back in the day with Meg Ryan and he was, like, yeah. And I just loved him way back then. And then he kind of, kind of fizzled out. So it was nice seeing him. And it's wait a minute, so well I know this is a horror pod. Hold on one second. Was Tim Hutton the guy that I, I've seen French Kiss one time because our parents watched it? Yeah. And so I can't remember. Matthew Broderick was in that, right? Was no, Tim? No, it's um, it's um, uh, Kevin Klein is the Frenchman. Meg Ryan chases Tim Hutton to Paris when he falls in love with another woman, and Kevin Klein seduces her. Okay, never mind. I just ruined the podcast for that. I was like, is Tim Hutton also the sleazy secondary guy in that movie too? But no, no, it was Kevin Klein in that one. <laughs> no, but he was the he was the sleazy primary guy. He's like the sleazy husband. Oh, okay. So he would played be the fiance same role. who like leaves her. Yeah, exactly. Like he he cheats on his girlfriend. So okay, so there it was. <laughs> so so there it was. Yeah, getting cast cheating on people. That's the message of the podcast. <laughs> mm, he's been he's been he's been uh, typecast. He's been typecast. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to go off the horror the horror rails here or the movie rail that we were talking about, but. No, don't worry. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I love, I love John Sturr. He's got such a great, he's so atmospheric in everything he does, but he does mm -hmm. really particularly well that sort of, this reminded me a bit of Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, which obviously came after, but he does really well. That slightly Southern, slightly menacing, you don't want to take him seriously, but you really should have. He does that really well. Yeah, I thought that he probably more so than any of the other actors, actresses, 
kind of stole the movie with his character. Um, you hear the accent, and you're like, man, he doesn't talk like that. Like it was just like such an like almost like an absurd miss. Maybe it's not absurd. I don't go go to Mississippi often, but he has this Mississippi accent, and it's and it's it's comical to the point where it's like it's it got it goes to creepy very fast. Yeah. And he he does just, he stole the movie for me. I mean, Ma- you know, Maria Bello is the wife, and so she she's such a small part of the movie itself she needs to be in there for kind of what is happening as they're going through a divorce um you know she's caught cheating or Johnny Depp plays uh Morton Rainey who's a horror novelist right and he catches his wife with Tim Hutton and in this you know little motel and so she's she has to be in there for the pieces and how kind of everything is going and especially the end but um she could have been played by any actress. I mean, I like her. She's a good actress, but I think Totoro, he nailed it. Like, I don't see anybody. I could not say you should pick someone else for that role. Like he was perfect for it. He's a little, he was a little quirky look in the hat. Doesn't hurt, you know, in that instance. Um, But yeah, I, I, it was very Stephen King though as well. Yeah. And honestly, like you said, he's, he's perfect as well because at the start, you don't take him seriously but nor does Johnny Depp and you can see why Johnny Depp doesn't take him seriously whereas you you normally your your brain on the horror movie being what you're watching you go oh this guy's gonna be dangerous honestly the first bit I was like oh this is gonna be like a weird side story and then it was the story and I was like oh my god this is so creepy (laughs) you know it's I'm not quick enough when I watch these movies to realize that you know I've watched it probably 50 times since 2004 like I just I enjoy the movie it's a quick watch it's what 90 minutes 94 minutes so it's it's one of those that I'm like oh I'm gonna enjoy this and I have two hours to kill I'm gonna watch this movie it's on Netflix whatever but I didn't put it all together until like the third or fourth time watching it that it all snowballs to him having an we're going to do spoiler alerts. So if you don't want to, if you want to watch it and then come back to the pod, do it. But um, I, I recommend the movie for sure. But, um, you know, he, you know, he mentioned like, you stole my story. Mm-hmm. And then he mentions, and they have this argument of like, no, I published that story, you know, two years before you did. Yeah. Before that. And it's in this magazine, which nobody has a copy of. There's only two copies in the entire world of this magazine. But regardless, that's As not a an important writer, though, part. That's true. Like no one has copies of the magazine I've published. <laughs> oh, yeah. so that it is true. So true. I was like, yes, no one has BFS Horizon. Nobody can find it anywhere, but I'm in it. <laughs> okay, so him having a copy and then his agent having a copy would be normal. That's totally. This was the thing is I we'll talk about it separately. But there were lots of little details in there where like a writer wrote this because I have lived that moment. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that make that does make sense. See, I thought that was throwaway. Like, oh yeah, you can't just go to the library and pull up a, you know, one of those uh, those old microfish things of like the the magazine. But I guess it's it's true. So there we go from the from the pro. Um, but yeah, so he's you know he stole my story, and then he's mentioning to his wife he needs the magazine because they're still talking even though they haven't gone through the divorce. And he's and she's like, uh oh, did you you know? Because do you think I could have been persuaded to write this or, you know, learn about this? And she's like, I thought you only did that one time. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So, like, come to find out, like, through the movie, this guy's, like, harassing him. And 
you know, stalking him and he's going to make him pay for stealing his story. And basically what he wants him to do is like, I have a better ending for the story. So I want you to actually publish this. If you don't, I'm going to hurt everybody and everything around you. So come to find out, big spoiler alert. Sorry if I'm jumping ahead too much, but psychotic break where he's in his own head and has created this character. And it all makes sense now because in his brain, he stole a story one time, you know, so that's a piece. So, so then he can kind of, and he found a better a better ending for the story that goes with the wife who he's now divorcing. So like all these like traumatic things that have happened and, and big things that have happened to him are now all coming through in the form of John Shooter, who is John Tutoro. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have While to this say- Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I have to say, I liked the way they pieced that together because you have this moment early on when you're not sure what's going on and Johnny Depp's trying to remember how he came up with the story and he has a specific memory with his wife finding a window that he's then looking at at this house that they Mm -hmm. had. Like, I like that all of the little pieces fit really well because you have, not only is it all the stuff that makes sense when you realize it's actually himself the other half is shooter but it also is sort of like you you believe the whole time that shooter has got it totally wrong and so you're on johnny depp's side the whole time because of the, the whole time moments i loved the way they did that sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i just thought no, they, they did that so well but we always ask or we always ask when we do interviews or we try to find, even when we're just talking randomly like oh i saw this movie this might be a good movie for people that don't like horror movies this isn't a standard horror movie it's more of a thriller um, there's death. I mean, there's murder. Um, it's not overly gory by any means. It's, um, but it's to me, it's a horror movie. And the reason I chose this as a horror movie to talk about this is that kind of psychotic break where things can happen and you've completely disassociated yourself with real life, and you don't know where you've been. You don't know the actions that you've taken. Like, I'm petrified of that in general. Um, I know we've discussed this um, just randomly. Um, but so that makes it a horror movie to me because it's like, you start thinking like, holy crap, like if that started to happen to me, like that's scarier than, you know, some guy, you know, John Shooter showing up at my door is the fact that like, wait a minute, like when he finally comes into your head, like I am John Shooter, I would, be, <laughs> that would be so scary to me. That would be horrifying. No, it is. It's, I totally agree with you. And it also, it, it's that thing of, we all have little moments in life where we can't trust our judgment or maybe when you're young and I've forgotten that that's not true, but like, you know, you'll, you walk into a room and you can't remember why you're there or you'll swear you've put your phone right there and it's a hundred percent, not even in that room and your mind has totally tricked you. And Mm -hmm. it's what happens when that goes too far or does something dangerous and it's uh, the reality of that how close we are to that maybe happening is what really creeps me out because you know you you have the the home invasion things that's bad luck statistics yes it's possible but like any of us can lose our mind like any of us mm-hmm. can get we can get alzheimer's we can have a psychotic break we can have something anybody could get divorced and that sends you like you just we're always just like a step away from losing control yep. of our mind and that freaks the heck out of me that i write psychological horror if no one's read my horror so that's what i write about is that moment you lose your mind uh-huh. yeah it's so it's so terrifying to me because you're right it takes one whether it's a traumatic experience or just one experience that triggers it 
where your brain takes over, right? Or at least that's how it plays out. Like, I don't think I've had a psychotic break where I've done things, but like you said, I swear I've done something where I'm like, hey, I've got a plan for this day to do this, and it's not even that day. You know, it's just like, but I knew it was. Like, I'm prepared for this. Like, I've looked at the calendar. I've done this. And it's like, no, it's it's in a month. You know, and I'm like, what? Like, that makes no, like, did I miss a month? Like, have I, or something will come up and I'm like, no, that's in like three weeks. You're like, wait a minute. What, like, almost like, and I know you don't do a whole lot of driving now. Sometimes this will happen. I know I'm cognizant on the road. I'm following the rules, especially on like long road trips where two hours will pass and you'll be like, whoa, I'm still like driving. And like, it almost is like you've got into like that mellowness of like, I know what I need to do. I'm watching cars. I'm doing this. And your brain kind of just like cut shuts off a little bit or like now it's like back into full focus. And you're like, well, that's scary. Cause I didn't tell it to do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, at least I'm not like murdering people and playing them in a cornfield, but <laughs> what a great ending. Great ending, but that made the, I don't know why the corn thing has obsessed me since I watched it. What is it with corn? Is this, is it distinctly American? Is it, because throughout the film, he has, he has, Shooter has this line that he wants from the end of the film. And I'm not going to, yes. I didn't write it down exactly, but he essentially is realizing to himself, the last line is be like, oh, I won't even remember that I've murdered her as he gets an ear of corn to eat. And so you hear the word corn like seven times in the film. Yeah. And then there's this thing of corn. And when I saw it, I was like, there's something about corn. What is it about corn? Because we have children of the corn and we've got mm -hmm. like corn mazes. And we, what is what is it with corn? Someone explain corn and horror movies to me. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I never really thought about it because we have haunted corn mazes. We have regular corn mazes for kids that aren't old enough for, you know, the scare. But like, a corn maze at night is kind of scary. You can't see through it. And I'm, you know, children of corn terrified me as a child, but yeah, for too. a completely different reason. I saw it like really young <laughs> and I was saw it in a farm on a corn farm no. where the person that was baby. Yes. And the person that was babysitting us was uh, locked us outside for like probably 10 seconds. But what felt like overnight to me like looking back on it because of like we had just watched it on vhs like rented it and then like go outside and like lock the door and like see you and you're like wait a minute mordecai like what <laughs> you know so um yeah i don't know but it now is so is corn more american though because i mean i don't know how i mean do they do they have a lot of cornfields in England? No, to my knowledge, there aren't any. People feel free to write me and say that, but I've 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 not driven all over England, but I've driven right. a fair amount of it. I've been on trains. I've not seen any cornfields, and you it's hard to find corn in the grocery store. It's not impossible, but like it's definitely seasonal. It's not something you'll see loads of. It's not like okay. you know we go and you'll see ears of corn normally. They have like a two pack of corn as a novelty. So oh, wow. it's such. A, I think there's something American about it, and maybe it's the yeah. cornfield thing because you're right I, as you were saying that I thought of um, Signs which is M. Night Shyamalan's sort of sci-fi movie and there's a lot of also, shots of the camera in the cornfield and it's yep. scary interesting yeah I didn't even think about that with like maybe that is very American or maybe it's just it's any kind of like tall grass or tall and also cornfields are, are, are typically very large mm. so you're in a secluded area right I mean, so yeah. that this is just my own brain saying like, oh, it's scary because 
we have acreage and acres and acres like your, your neighbors you might see but it's only on a clear day right and it's you have acres of corn and you can kind of be out there and bad things can happen to you in a cornfield where no one's going to notice now did you see also going with the the horror movies and the corn um was it scary scary stories to tell in the dark they remade the movie recently like two years ago, there's a there's a um, one about a uh, the oh why am I blanking on scarecrow. this the, scarecrow jeez yes and so there that's in a cornfield as well and it kind of has that like this happens but then does anybody really see that it happened and then you know because it's out in the middle of nowhere so interesting I also did find it interesting like in every movie I pick it apart you know and and it stinks but at the very end of the movie he's he's taking care of his business he's he's uh i think he's got four murders under his belt <laughs> um apparently everyone in town kind of is like yeah he's he's done this but they can't prove it and the sheriff comes to his town and he's just happy go lucky and he's eating his corn and he's taking a break from writing and and uh he's like well we don't know we we haven't figured it out but we will find him and we will you know put you away for this he's like okay but there wasn't a cornfield there and then now there was a cornfield there and i'm like not that you would be like oh cornfield there's got to be something there but like would you not think that you would have cadaver dogs you would have something looking at the land yes and on top of that it's not like you're in a cornfield in missouri where there's shitloads of cornfields he is in a forest in upstate new york there is yeah, not a lot of cornfields going amongst oak trees in upstate. This is not a conspicuous corn. This is his very conspicuous, rather, cornfield. This yes. is not this a is subtle cornfield. backyard cornfield, two, three rows of corn. Yes. Yeah. It's very odd. And it's like I said, it's amongst trees. Like, it's really not. It's not like he, like, cleared out some land to grow some corn. It's like nope. random corn. Yeah, but I do like the idea of here's this like, I mean, this is very morbid to say, but I do like the idea of like with that line at the end, and I didn't write it down either, but you know, like, and it's like within time, like even her murder will be a mystery to even myself or whatever. But it's like the decomposing of her body is kind of the nutrients that is feeding the corn stalks, maybe. Yeah. But then it's in this creepy that he's eating the corn that's being fed nutrients from her body so like it's a very creepy movie like it's like it's not a blood and guts horror movie but it's one of those psychological movies where like you will feel uneasy if it's the first time you've watched it yeah very creepy and i like as well there were there are things that are then creepy when you step away from the film so like throughout the film which i i thought was just like mad advertising throughout the film he's opening mountain dew cans cans of Mountain Dew and it's like label front and I was like oh this is like the, why do you need on a big budget movie constant advertising right. for Mountain Dew and then when the wife comes to see if he's okay it's a Jack Daniels bottle and so you realize that the whole time he's opening these Mountain Dews it's not it's, he's drinking Jack he's straight drinking Jack straight and so your brain goes you don't think about it till afterwards and afterwards you're like oh my god like he was so drunk and I had no idea and the whole like time. little things just keep adding up if you when you step away from it like you know stuff like the cleaner he spent this time at first 
he gets the script from Shooter and he throws it in the bin because he's like, oh, it's not script, but manuscript. Um, and he's like, oh, this is not, you know, this guy's copied it from me. He throws it out. And the cleaner gets it out and is like, oh, one of your stories was in the bin. And he's like, this isn't my story. And you're like, you're taking this way too personally, guy. And then afterwards, you're like, no, you're crazy. And the the poor woman was looking at a story that is definitely yours that has been published mm-hmm. and has your name on it. And you're going, this isn't my story. And she's just going, you poor thing. And it- Well, and she mentions it a couple of times too, where she's like, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. And because she's seen the Jack Daniels and like the fact that he's just this complete, you know, like in a, in a bender for months. Right. And it's just, and she's trying to help him too. But yeah, that the script scene was one, again, one that after like the third time I'd watched, I was like, that is his. Cause they, they show a scene with like, he's wiping the drink off of it that spilled and it's his name in there. It's, it's Morton Ramey. It's not John Shooter. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Cr- it's those details that you don't, don't pick up on immediately the first time around. It stays with the actor. Right. Uh, speaking though of the drinks, did you drink something with it? I did. Uh, well, I, I I can't name all the times I've did, but when I watched it again for this time, I went red wine again. Ah. I kind of feel like not classy, but like it just seems a little bit more reserved. It's a more of a sipping drink, and then I, I was kind of like into it. I didn't go anything. I should have done Jack Daniels in retrospect. Yeah, I mean. Um, you knew. I don't like Jack but... Daniels, <laughs> so I was like, but I should have. Um, but yeah, and no, I just did. A, I just did a, a red wine and and uh, enjoyed myself. You know, I, yeah. I, I knew the movie. I liked the movie, so it was just like I'm gonna watch this. Like, pens down, phones down. Like, sit back, watch the movie, and I just maybe had two glasses of red wine. I think, nice. or three. <laughs> what did you have? I did the writer's cliche i went oh creepy writer i'll have some whiskey and then at the end of the film was like yes creepy writer has whiskey <laughs> i was like of course that was that's great a cliche isn't it the you know the drunk writer with its broody whiskey <laughs> see i didn't even put those two together you know like as the writer but that's perfect that you did that so that's great awesome. would you recommend this movie to people I would again I know some people feel very strongly about Stephen King so some people like love his stuff and some people are like oh it's you know you can kind of kind of looking for a bit like Edmund Shyamalan you're looking for the twist and you you kind of end up finding it so if you're one of those people I can totally see this is the same you might find that frustrating but I think for most people and even if you don't have them strong opinions I think most people will enjoy it it's really well done it's well acted mm-hmm. it's really clever and it's it's like you said it's an easy watch it's not gonna you don't need to have like gotten a full night's sleep and be really alert to figure out what's right. going on you can enjoy it wherever you are whatever you're doing and right. I, I just liked it and it's really well made I mean it's obviously it's got a good budget so you don't have to worry about anything. You can just like sit back and enjoy even like the scenery is nice. Like the town's adorable. All of it's really well done. Okay, question. What's up with the braces? <laughs> I don't know. You don't that, know? That, okay. So the thing I was trying to think is he makes that joke at the end. I'm trying to straighten my life out. Right. And so it, that's kind of funny. But if that's the only reason the, for that joke, it's a bit it weird there was nothing about his teeth the only thing i can think is that like maybe 
so Shooter is supposed to be this Missouri farm guy, and he's got like crooked teeth and stuff. And I, the only thing I can yeah. think of is like if Johnny Depp like sees himself as Shooter, is like, oh, I need to like fix my teeth. But that's again, that's kind of a weird throwaway thing. And a super super stretch. I mean, not that you're stretching, yeah. but like it would not. It was not clear. No, because he shows Johnny Depp at the end after he's he's done all these murders. So time has gone by, and he shows up at this the the local general store and. He's creeping out everybody, and and the way and he actually does a very good creepy guy because he's like hi, and he's like super happy. And you're like that's not Johnny Depp. That wasn't Johnny Depp in Twenty One Jump Street, and that's not Johnny Depp now. Like I've never <laughs> seen him like that, you know. And so it's like um, he's like hi, and then he's like oh, braces, and he like she wasn't asking the questions. She's just trying to get the hell out of there. And I was like, well, what's up with the braces? Because I then I like went back and was like, did he have messed up teeth? So I didn't even think about the John Shooter part. But so that's just me picking picking apart movies. No, but see, this is the thing. You you're picking apart is quite brilliant because my brain has just realized I had braces. Eating corn with braces, horrible. Is the worst. I did not have braces because we, you know, had a dad who. Braces. Girls need braces. Boys don't need braces. Girls don't Girl. care what your teeth look like. So. I can eat corn. My daughter, who's had braces, corn would be a horrible thing to give her. So why, if you know you're going to make your whole life about corn, were you going to get braces? I don't know. Maybe he wanted, if we're going to go stretching here, maybe he wanted to enjoy and take more time with the corn because it's (laughs) tied to the murders and he has to like clean out but then you're, I hope you're not eating the old corn that's stuck in bread. Yeah, it made no sense. <laughs> Very oh, strange. No. But I do like the movie. I would recommend anyone watch the movie because if you're not a horror fan, it's, it is more, more thriller. The murders, while they're murders, they're not, you're not, there's no blood and guts. There's not, it's, you might see some blood, but it's not. Yeah. you know ripping I, honestly, someone's head off i think the worst is the dog i think you see more blood from the dog than any of the yeah people. that's and that will get people because dog people killing a pet is like killing a child in a movie <laughs> yeah i know which movies have done it and i can remember that distinctly so and that was a sad part of the movie what a great dog oh, you know yeah. like i i love that dog so yeah it's um but i would recommend the movie um it, it definitely goes along the lines of so one of the movies I, when I was debating, I wanted something American. I wanted something um, mainstream American, but I wanted it to be a first watch for you. And we discussed one of my favorite movies is Shutter Island mm. with Leo yeah. DiCaprio. And um, but you had seen it, so we, we didn't go that way. But that has that same psychological break where the brain just decides to do its own thing and you don't really, you don't realize it. So... I thought this was a good poll because it's, I could pick a bunch of movies that you haven't seen. There's like more slashers and more of this and that. And I could have done that. And maybe next 4th of July, we'll, we'll go with like sleepaway camp or something quintessentially <laughs> American um, slasher. But with this one, I was like, you know, I really wanted to see this. I want to see your opinion on it since you are a horror writer and um, just want, and I'm glad you did the whiskey, the, the, you know, the How author perfect. whiskey. Yep. How perfect was that? That's it. One of the things I am saying that a lot today. I'm not sure why I have to say one of the things, <laughs> sorry, listeners. Uh, one of the things that I thought about though, when I was going into this movie is because we usually do London horn. So location's a big deal. Yeah. I wanted to think about what made this film really American. 
obviously I've talked about corn being weirdly really American, but were yep. there other things that made this like a bit, cause you just talked about quintessentially American film. Was there other things about this that feel really American? To me? Yes. But my, my thinking on it, trying to say what is quintessentially American would be your small town. So like people outside of America, I'm pretty sure they think New York or Washington DC or Chicago or LA, right? I mean, it, it's how people in America think of England. Like England's not London. We were actually just talking about this before the podcast started. Like there's a whole big, there's a whole country there. It's not just all London, right? And then France isn't all just Paris or the South of France. So you got the small town upstate New York tends to be like, it feels like everybody from the city in New York city has a place upstate and cause New York's a big state. And so like, and it's, but it's that small town sheriff. It's that small town vibe. And we grew up going to small town, Michigan, where there was one restaurant that we went to and everybody went to, and you knew at six o'clock in the morning, there was one crew that was there and at nine o'clock, it was a different crew that was there. And so it's like, you know, there's the, there's scene where so-and-so drives by and he's like, go out and I'm going to forget his name, but he's like, go find that guy and ask him. He saw me talking to John Shooter. You would know that in a small town. No, that's Jack's car. You know, like go talk to Jack. He saw us. So to me, that's that Americana, like small town vibe. Like you just kind of see it, especially upstate. Just you just say upstate, like it's New York to me. No one says upstate for any other any other state like i've never heard upstate in north carolina or virginia <laughs> or it's upstate is new york yeah of course so totally. that's that's what i would think so what do you think yeah i think you're right like there's obviously small towns in every country and i don't know about loads of other countries but in british small towns sort of scotland or or england it's it still has that kind of thing of people know everybody but it's a very mm. different feel because America has that, like, the, the friendly sheriff, for example. Totally not yep. what you'd have in, in British town. Okay, like that's the, I was going to ask that, yeah. Because people would know that, but it's a lot more, in, in my experience of small towns here, and this could be not universally true, but it's a lot more, you're in a small town, and it's the pub where people come together, but otherwise, mm -hmm. you're on your own, you're doing your own thing. So, like, you might see them at the pub, and, you know, you wave, or you buy a beer, but it's not like hi there how are you all good on to that like it's not like you guys chat at the grocery store you like you're doing your own yep. thing you're here because it's quiet and it's civilized and you like you hang out with your friends that you know and everyone's a little bit like nosy in 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 american one and whereas in like britain there's like the nosy woman like i don't know it's just a slightly different dynamic so it does so it was like, like extra it was like extra <laughs> with the one nosy woman downstairs but everyone else is completely just ignoring everything that's going on yes privacy but yeah <laughs> i don't even i mean you've been to where i live at and i don't live in i, I mean i guess i live in a small town but like sixty thousand or whatever but it's like a suburb of like a bigger city bigger region right but i mean i've gone i don't think there's many times i go to the grocery store where i don't see somebody that i know and you're like talking with them yeah and i think that's i don't know common. Yeah. yeah i it just i think the upstate and the sheriff i if you put a star that sheriff's deputy star, because it goes back to like Wyatt Earp in the in the you know the old west, like that sheriff's deputy star. Like, no one has that. David Tennant didn't have a star on his chest during Broadchurch. <laughs> no, you know, like <laughs> that, that's not the same thing. So yeah, it's I, I I would say it's I mean, 
Plus, their, their cars, the steering wheels are on the correct side of the car. So that's American as well. <laughs> there are not many countries to do it the other way. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just no, throwing a slight dig there. But so you would recommend this movie to people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think it's Good. really enjoyable and it was really well done. And, and I, like I I know I keep saying it, but I, I, I think it's it's what a horror movie should be, which is fun you'll enjoy why it's not it's like it's creepy but like you'll enjoy watching it and that i really like it's that you know i'll watch any quality of film anything of film any you know how well you know the plot how well you can guess the plot who cares if you're enjoying it that's to me right. a big thing and i think this is an enjoyable horror film yep and i found myself that when he starts to realize that he's john shooter and he's talking with himself and they do that it's very hard to pull off a talking to yourself in a movie, especially when you're showing the actor. Mm. So like you spin around and now you're seeing both of them. But there's a really great scene in this movie. And I don't even know if you might be like, that was lame. But I like it where he's now talking to himself and he's, it's all kind of clicking. where like that part of his brain has opened up and he's backing up to the mirror. And he's backing up, the reflection is backing up to the mirror. And then it clicks, like, basically, I'm John Shooter. And they both turn around. Like, they like they both look kind of to the left. But then Johnny Depp, like, the Reflections character looks the same direction that he's looking. So it's not a reflection anymore. Yeah. I thought it was great. Like, it was really well done. I really like that scene with the mirror. Because then they, it's in the same sequence. It's the back of his head in the mirror. And you yeah. see his face. And I, it, I love that. It's a reference to a French painting. Uh, do you okay. go? Do you know a really famous painting? It was used in um uh oh I'm in a blank now. And um it's the the movie where um Pierce Brosnan is an art thief and he steals a painting and he Thomas he, Crown Affair. The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. Has the famous businessman with the bowler hat. There's like the yes. guy bowler hat. It's yes. the same artist and he okay. did one of guy in front of mirror that's showing the back of his head. And Very so cool. the art historian in me went. I know that painting and it's, yeah. it's creepy and surreal because it's something you'll never see. You'll never look into a mirror and see the back of your head. And it's such a simple thing that genuinely your brain goes, Ooh, that's not right. Right. It was like a very cool little thing, but like, I don't know if every, maybe everyone catches it, but then it's like, Oh, we still got to follow what he's saying. But I was like, that was like that whole scene of him figuring it out. I thought was so well done. And then the mirror just kind of like the crescendo of like, it's he, he's got it you know and it was like that's great I, I i enjoy it like you said fun movie you don't need to to be prepared to watch it you can watch it and just enjoy the ride and and it's fun i mean it's and it's a little bit more newer so if you have problems with you know night of the demon-esque like the 50s or the 70s and you want to just see something I mean, this is 2004 so like really it's 20 years old Ugh. <laughs> Don't say that's that. scary in itself <laughs> but yes but it's still like you're like we know johnny depp right like we've seen him like we just the court case I, I just that was on my tv here you know recently so like i see johnny depp on like a more routine basis yeah. and so it feels more newer to me this is also interestingly enough this is the second movie we've done with Johnny Depp now for our, our the podcast. It is. I was just thinking that we did From Hell. I was, and it's around the same time. It's 2001 as that came out. So it's same yep. era Johnny Depp as well. That's really creepy. Interesting. Yeah, just like weird, <laughs> weird little uh, thing. 
So, well, great. I'm, I'm very happy you liked it. I was very nervous with the first watch for you and especially being able to pull like the American one out for 4th of July. But now we can go back to moving forward with the London and England films. Yeah. Before we talk about that, though, I want to know what you've been watching as well as okay. what else have you been up to? Did, so not a whole, you know, like life's kind of busy. It's summertime. So like things are going on. We can stay out later. It's lighter out, um, which means practices and, and just going outside. But uh, I went retro with my watch and it was a movie I saw as a kid that I really liked as a kid. Um, it's called House Two. Couldn't tell you who's in it, um, but I can say this man basically gets to this old house and he, every, it's haunted and every room has like this different scenario. Like he goes into one room, it's a jungle and he goes to another room and there's like this, you know, it's just horror in every room and it's just kind of like a haunted house movie, but it's like this old Victorian house and like the neighbors are weird and like, but it's very 80s and it's very retro and it, it didn't hold up the way that my eight-year-old self or nine-year-old self remembered it being like, I got to see a horror movie and it was great. And there was a girl in a bikini and it was awesome. And you know, like how you're like when you're younger, but like, it still was like, Oh, that's fun. Like, I'm glad I went back and watched it again, you know, but yeah, I just, I went retro. Um, we I think we talked on the last podcast, Lauren, that there's not a whole lot of mainstream stuff coming out right now where I'm like, cannot wait to see that there is not on the horror front yeah yeah um like oppenheimer can't wait to go see that movie christopher nolan yeah. barbie i don't know why i want to go see barbie but i want to see the barbie movie um you know why not it was yeah. filmed I've, I've toured the studio that it was filmed at why and maybe i can just go with that but um yeah so i but the, as far as horror movies so i was like i'm, I'm kind of picking i've been in the big tubi um fixed right now Tubi has great horror movies for anyone that's in america i found out yesterday that they don't have Tubi in the uk i apologize um we're working on that we're going to try to figure out how to get a movie streaming service over there because i there's got a there is a market over there for sure oh, huge. um yeah. but yeah I've, I've been on this Tubi kick and so i've just been picking out kind of 1980s horror movies recently oh, I love what about you what, what what have you watched so I, I, I wasn't expecting this. I said at the last podcast, yeah, I'm probably just going to watch some retro stuff I really should, like Dario Argento. And then I came across, uh, I, I was on another podcast that's um, called Garden of Doom Podcast. That's not coming out until October. But I was on the podcast and he recommended to me a film called Man, which came out, I think, last year. Okay. Um, it was really, really weird and wild and interesting. And I, I liked that. It was beautifully acted, beautifully shot. And basically you have this woman, she's, she's recovering from divorce. So a bit of a theme with today's one. Uh, and, um, and actually uh, when she asked for a divorce, it turns out you, you find out sort of very early on. So I don't think this is a spoiler that the, the man uh, committed suicide when she told him. So she's recovering from, from that really. And she's in this town and she's, she's sort of Airbnb, small country village in, in England. And then the guy who is Airbnb in the house, you see his face, and then he's the policeman. And then he's a guy on the wall. And it, it just gets kind of surreal and weirder, very slowly, very gradually, but in a really cool and very weird way. And it goes, it goes definitely horror, but it starts out in that creeping, something's a little off, I'm not really sure what, 
very weird but really cool. I definitely recommend it. It's it's really well done. I you I was able to find it here on Amazon. I'm not sure if it would be on Tubi or, or Shutter over there, but um, that was well. A good we have one. Amazon. I have Amazon as well. So you know, I got rid of cable to pay more money in all my streaming sites. So yeah, I did that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to watch that. That's that actually sounds very uh, very interesting to me. So do you have a movie that you want to watch? kind of before the next next time we record i i actually do this time i've been hearing a lot about uh it's called skidamarink um and it, it was done i think shutter did the movie but it was released this this year i think and it's it's done really well i people say it like a marmite movie uh, which is a very british expression marmites uh this this kind of yeast paste and you either love it or you hate it is the joke here and it's that's how people have been responding to the movie they either love it or they hate it and everybody keeps telling me it's weird and you know how i love a b movie so weird okay. is right up my street so i'm hoping this is a relatively contemporary creepy i think it, i think it's american rather than british but creepy movie to watch so i'm i'm, okay, yeah. I'm hopeful but equally, I am also very willing to watch something else. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I hear you. No, I, I hope it. I hope it works out. Like I definitely want to hear about it. I've, I've, the, it, I've seen the cover. It looks creepy. Um. So hopefully, hopefully it goes that way for you. And let, let us know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what to expect. I. I yeah. But yes, <laughs> wishing me luck. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I'm but gonna I, go the opposite direction as yeah. you. I'm going to go with a horror comedy that is now video on demand. It came out last year and I, I pulled it up on my phone just so I can make sure I get this correct. But it's actually called The Blackening. And it's seven black friends go away for the weekend and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. Okay. Um, well, their knowledge of, and there's my dogs going in. So MASH was not the only one. We, we have a, a new uh, a new interruption, if you can hear that barking. But uh is, will, will the movie title is you know will their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies protect them and oh, the cool. tagline for this movie is because it's an all african-american cast it is we can't all die first and uh -huh. so i'm like this is going to be a good horror comedy movie if for nothing else i'm just going to be entertained and so i'm really looking forward to watching that that sounds awesome it sounds like a horror fans horror movie as well so that sounds yes. amazing that's what I'm hoping for. So that is going to actually be watched. I'm probably going to watch it today, actually, this afternoon. Just have a lazy Sunday and 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 watch that. That sounds perfect. I love. Yeah. That, that sounds great. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. The... oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the the other movie though you're going to have to watch is is uh, F because we we delayed that for our lovely audience till August because I'm going up to 50 years of British horror. So I'm so yep. sorry, everybody. I know you were hoping for it for July, but it's going to be it'll be our normal August date. But we'll I haven't watched F yet, and that's on my list, and you'll have to watch it too. So we'll be watching yep. F. If you're also looking for it, I think it also is. It might have been called The Expelled. Okay. Oh. I, when I when I started to kind of dig through it and look at it a little bit more, um, they have two titles. I know they sometimes do that in America and in Britain. Um, so yeah, we will watch that as well. And uh, I wanted to bring up something I brought up on the last podcast. I told you how I had recommended a movie to somebody, and I get a text before the movie was even over, but like randomly around nine o'clock at night, 
I get a text and it was, what the hell did you recommend for us to watch? And that movie was Violent Night. I, it, it hit me after we were done recording. They ended up, they liked the movie, but it was just so, it, it, it's crazy, right? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, if you haven't seen Violent Night, go see Violent Night, but it is exactly what you were expecting with Santa Claus on the cover and Violent Night. That's what it is. That's the one that surprised them. Because I was going to say, it is exactly what you expect it to be. It is Santa horror movie. Yep. Well, and to be (laughs) fair, you know, there was no um, adult birthing scenes in that movie. So, like, I don't really recommend those. You know, I kind of try to know my audience. But, um, yeah, no. But I think they liked the movie. It was just like, oh, my God. You know, you're seeing, like, Santa's drunk and then Santa's, like... (laughs) Can just beat the hell out of people and so i always recommend that movie is going to be on the christmas list of holiday watching for the rest of my time on earth yes you know what we should so. do gear up for when we do december's we should have a list of we'll do a, a horror movie yes. this london but we should have some good ones because violent night awesome and there's some really good christmas horror movies i quite like krampus actually i am definitely down with that i love themed movies um or the like halloween's obviously the easy one but like april fool's day or you know like um silent night deadly night violent night um you know like there's so many so yeah we can definitely do that I, i think that would be great and i know we're winding down the podcast here i wanted to bring up something that uh someone had shared on our group facebook page if you're not a member of that you can definitely join this is london horror movie club but um this this man is a part of the production company called Walk With W, and they're hosting and running their first ever horror film festival. And it's going to be October 26th of this year at the Rich Mix Cinema. Um, if you're interested in submitting a horror film or if you know people that would like to um, submit to that horror festival, there is a link on our Facebook page, but I think we were talking right before we started recording and, and Rich Mix is in... It's in Bethnal Green. So if you're in London, it's it's just east on the district line. It's Rich Mix Theater is a really good theater as well. They do, if you haven't seen it, they, it's a really nice theater. They do all the sort of mainstream movies, but they also do some indie stuff. So it makes sense that they're doing um, the festival. I'm really excited about it. That sounds really, really cool. So yeah. thank you. Thanks for Yeah, I, I would say his well. name, I think his name is Abayomi Anayadi or Anayide. So I'm not, I, I'm sorry for butchering your name, but like our last name, my last name is Sapakowski. So I, I've been there. We're used to it. Um, <laughs> I've <got> to use <laughs> it. But no, I wanted to pump that up because I am all in favor of, the independent horror scene getting as much press and publicity as it can because these are you know these are creative and unique ideas where we're not seeing you know in mainstream movies now it's like how many sequels can we make how many um we've done this story before but how do we re- we even talked about that how would you remake this movie would you remake this movie this independent horror scene and and the movies that are going on we had a lot of great minds doing creative things and it's fun um, so let's let's get people out there, get people smitten. 
Yeah. And, and supporting indie horror as well. If you're getting into it, we, we just obviously had uh, Alex on earlier this month. If you haven't watched it yet, please do. It was up on the 14th, Alex Churchyard directs horror movies. And we've got in August for August 14th, Danny Thompson. She's a, if you're into indie British horror, she's a total scream queen. She's in so many things like mosaic, like video shop tales of terror. She did bad moon rising, which is on Amazon. She's absolutely amazing. and, and has been in any kind of horror movie you can think of. So we're yeah. really excited to talk to her. And Super pumped to do that. Yeah. yeah, I like talking with all these guys. Alex was a great time. Um, Tim Brownlee, great, great time. Tony um, Mardon was great Dan time. Brownlee, so like, by the these, way. Dan Brownlee, I'm sorry, Dan, <laughs> not Tim. I'm, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> I got the last name pronounced right. I got the first name completely wrong. So... Uh, but no, I like that that just have the creative voices to come on because these guys, you know, these people are going out there and, and doing it. And so, like, we if we can promote them any way we can, that would be uh, it's the least we can do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely loving the indie horror scene and doing. Well, speaking of indie horror scenes, are, are you're getting quite um, used to dying on camera? Are you not? Yeah, actually, yeah, if we're talking about upcoming, this will be next year horrors. But yeah, I, I've very luckily I've I've died in Witches of the The Witches of the Sands, which actually I've got a t-shirt on right now. Right. It's got cast on the back. I was so excited when I got this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get shot in the head in that one with a cattle gun. That's my favorite Sweet. death so far. Um if you follow Sweet. my Instagram, you saw me get stabbed in outer space in video shop Tales of Terror 2. Uh so yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to I'm gonna be dying again in horoscopes too uh and i'm filming that in the end of end of july oh my gosh so soon um so yeah i'm getting to die in that one i gotta say this is the one i want i want everyone to see all of those but this is the one i'm so proud of because i get to use my southern accent and i cannot wait my character gets to be southern and die and i'm that's just gonna be so much fun (laughs) watch out baftas watch out baftas i'm telling you we just so everyone knows, we went, to, we grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, which might have the least southern accent of any city or town in North Carolina. And then she went to Washington and Lee University in Lexington, Virginia. But we've always been around the southern accent, so yes. you do know it. You do have a little bit of a twang if it's needed. I, I am looking forward to watching it. So, and let's all please remember this is a horror southern accent. So, like camp, <laughs> like not not skillful oh, Johnny Depp and John Turturro doing a southern yeah. accent. No, it's it's camp horror southern. Accent. No, that's what I want to see. That's what that's that's what it is. Like we need it to be. It needs to it needs to grab you and pull you in, and I think you can do that. I think Baptist better look out. I think I'm going to see you up there. You know, it's going to be, uh, you'll have the, you have to come start, start writing your speech now. You got to pass Brad Pitt's <laughs> speech from the Baptist two years ago. So, you know, yeah, but no, that's funny. great. That's great. I'm, I, you know, Lauren is obviously, uh, we're, 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 I don't know if it's a scream queen or if it's just a, a, a murdered queen, like you're getting murdered <laughs> in different ways, but, but fun. You're, you're, you're part of that, that scene as well and getting to meet interesting people and doing interesting things. So it's always fun to hear about. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's been so much fun. And when each of those gets closer to coming out, um, we'll obviously we'll talk more about them. We'll talk with more of the cast and stuff when yeah. it's closer to coming out. But that's that's all next year. So you know, you got to stick with us now. You're invested. Yeah. You've got horror movies coming up. <laughs> right on. Love that. Awesome. Well, well everybody, think- have a great month. 
Yeah, have a good one. Thank you. I, again, you, you know, this was a really good pick. So thank you. I really good. enjoyed watching it. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll see you guys next month. Thanks for listening. Right. Bye. If you want to share your thoughts about this episode, please head to our Facebook or YouTube pages. We're grateful to Kukurbit, who made our music. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time for the London Horror Movie Club. Thank you.